Welcome to episode 104 of the Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. Kraken Reaction, we are feast or famine, apparently. Uh, Win streaks and losing streaks. So we'll talk about the most recent streak. If you've been paying attention, it's a losing streak. NHL news, Corey Perry has resurfaced and signed with the Oilers... What's going on with him? No dumb questions. What's the deal with the team that throws seafood on the ice? And is it true that the away bench is lower? Oh, I love it when fans and teams screw with other teams. And our three stars of the week. What's going on in my life, Joey's life? We'll rank it in three stars of the week. So let's get to it. Episode 104 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. What is up? My name is Jeff Janusic. This is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I'm just trying to keep the uh, trying to keep the good vibes rolling. I feel like this team has fallen off a little bit. Everyone apparently, you know, has the black plague. So just trying to navigate that <laughs> and uh, and stay on top of things. What's going on with you? Are you you're not moved? I'm looking at your background right now. You're in the bedroom with the wallpaper, so you're still in moving purgatory. What's going on? Is that part of the three stars? Am I jumping ahead? Uh, you're jumping ahead a little bit, but um, okay. literally uh, last night, because it's Tuesday, January 23rd, Kraken don't play again until tomorrow. Yes. Um, heads up if you're here for, for Kraken content and not uh, personal Jeff or Joey content. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we have a signed offer uh, after going back and forth um, on selling this house. Uh-huh. We are almost done with repairs, like the dusty, dirty repairs that were necessary to get into our new house. Hashtag popcorn ceilings. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yes, which is brutal. And we hopefully will be moving in in like seven to ten days. What? The, the close is potentially... In March, so we only might get stuck with two mortgage notes for one month, which just sucks because the market took a giant shit uh, when we listed it. Like it was heading in that direction, and it came to fruition just in the past like month. And we listed it in the middle of December. And and, and long story short, is we had to jump on this house that came on the market. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. It's in an awesome spot. Uh, we took the opportunity and we've been sitting here trying to sell this damn house and we had to reduce the price by a shit ton. <sighs> but we're still we're still we're still good. We're still Should we good. tell everyone the secret that it uh it was me. I bought your house, I'm moving yep. in, I'm yep. excited, I'm gonna record from the room you're sitting in now. So yeah. No, he's we're returning this yeah. old house into a just a content machine. We're investing yes. literally hundreds of thousands of dollars into that <laughs> while selling it for less. I said thank don't, you, Jeff, for the don't ask. discount. Exactly. Don't ask where, uh, but that's tax, uh, awesome tax breaks there because, you know, we did that deal that way. Yes. Uh, Joe and I also too started a Ponzi scheme, which is how we can, um, you know, have all this money. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. So if you want it, to be part of the Ponzi scheme, mugs. it all started with the mugs. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. If you want, if you're interested in it, um, just send an email to Kraken pod mug Ponzi scheme at Kraken pod.com. Yes. Um, and that does not exist. That was all lies. Uh, if we're being tapped by the feds, uh, I'm making a joke. I'm being sarcastic. So 
Uh, anyway, there's light. <laughs> the past two weeks has been the moving purgatory. It's been, you know, life's good. It's when I say it's been hell, life's good. Everybody's yeah, healthy. It's, it's good things. But, it's just all happening, you know, and there's a lot of moving parts, which is stressful, but it's all good things in the, at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. We, yeah. 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 We can't like, we just, whatever, like brain capacity I did have before going into this is completely yes. gone and we need to recoup. So anyway, if things end up moving quite literally in the next mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. I just, I just now thought of this. Is it kind of crazy that you might be actually moving and doing and handling all those things while the Kraken are on the all-star break? <laughs> that would be kind of crazy timing actually. Yeah. This actually would work out pretty well. Cause if you think about this is we've got, all right. So, <laughs> It works out well for us, like you know, in general, both of us, because we've got Mardi Gras, car- like Carnival season is here, yes, and that means yeah. parade seasons around the corner, and basically uh, the All Star break and the Kraken taking almost two weeks off kind of coincides with that. Which, um, if you don't know, Joey and I are you know in New Orleans, basically uh, Louisiana, and the city pretty much shuts down for two weeks, and like business grinds to a halt, things don't get done. People go on vacations. People go to the parades. Yeah, uh, we're doing Disney. Um, I'm also doing parade shit. So like, wait, are yeah. you? So you're you're skipping town? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. And that's by the way, people that are listening that do not know, like you just mentioned, people go one way or the other. They either stay in town and they're like, we're doing the Mardi Gras, or. They're like, oh, this is great. Everyone's busy. Town's locked down. We're getting the family. We're getting the hell out of here. Most people that skip town are like the family people. Mm-hmm. People like me stay mm-hmm. back and, you know, yeah. double fist for for a week and a half. <laughs> We're going to do. No, no, exactly right. We're going to do first weekend of parades. Uh, that's, you know, my wife is a lieutenant in yes. a, a big crew. So we're going to spend that weekend going to parades, you know, her parade. Then the next couple you know, Saturday and Sunday, we're going to parade because we know that we're going to be leaving. And we do love Mardi Gras. This is the first time we've actually ever packed up and left during actual Mardi Gras week. But another thing that you listening may not know is that uh, basically the, the schools treat Mardi Gras week, you know, like fat Tuesday, uh-huh. that whole week as a vacation week. Like everybody go like, Nobody has school that week. So, and then also too, by the way, there's also spring break uh, towards Easter. So it's like, Jesus. Yeah. The kids down here, it's like, you know, and I'm not knocking and I'm not saying this is your kid's school specifically, but like, oh, it is, it is, is known as like literally the like 50 out of 50 for like education in the United States. A big part of that is because any and every reason for them to just shut down school for the kids to stay home and just not get educated. Louisiana is like, we'll take it. We'll take exactly. it. Exactly. It. <laughs> it's <Yep>. so insane. <laughs> no, I think we lo- we lose probably 10, 10 ranking spots just because we take that extra week off from Mardi Gras. So long story short is the Kraken are going to be taking a break. I don't know what we're going to do for the Kraken pod. Uh, it's it'll be it's going to be a nice, I think, flush for at least I can speak for myself, like us personally, because like we, we hopefully will finally have a finalized house deal. We have clarity on getting into our new house. We can move yes. out. Like, well, by the time, you know, Mardi Gras hits, like we'll be in Disney and like my girls are seven and we have to capitalize on that. Like probably last year of the magic, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, they, they still believe in princesses. Or they're and like, Santa's sort of not real. Disney's boring. <laughs> 
<laughs> Put on the Hallmark Channel. Fuck off. Give I me a, a phone. Yeah, yep. give me a phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, long story short is um, I'm ready for these next couple of weeks. And I think you are. And it seems like yes. with what the hell's been going on with the Kraken, they're probably ready for some time off too. Is that is that fair? I would I would agree. If I were in that locker, I would say these these boys are ready to take a timeout. All right. I mean, well, they let's... got like Bjorkstrand. Thankfully, he gets to go down to San Diego to go to an Airbnb. Oh, wait. <laughs> All right. Let's get to your Kraken reaction. Pregnant pause there. Cracker reaction is, I look. I'm going to be Jeff Lasso, but I just this losing streak doesn't bother me. You know, I think coming off of the fifty thousand game winning streak, and now we got a, a losing streak. But you know, a losing streak where there's shit tons of injuries, like you said, the flu or whatever the hell's. Look, everybody on the planet, literally everybody, like at least in the United States, I feel like has got something going on. Yes. Everybody's been sick. You've been sick. I've been sick. Everybody's been sick. You're sick listening. You might be sick right now listening. Yeah. If not, you're going to get sick. Sorry. (coughs) There you go. I just spread that to you. So now you just got literally everything through your speakers (laughs) and through your headphones. You just got Vince Dunned. Yeah. Yeah. I just literally just like yacked germs and viruses into your earlobes. I regret. It's so early. You know, I love that, like, the coworker or the friend you have, uh-huh. you see you see them, and you had not seen them in a while, and they show up, and they're like, huh, huh. no, I'm not sick anymore. I'm I'm all right. Trust me. I'm not sick anymore. What's, okay, what's worse, though? That person mm-hmm. or the person that's, like, borderline or maybe so a hypochondriac who is always being like, Hey, I, I don't know. I think I'm not feeling well today. It's like, you're just normal. You're just waking up every day and you might feel a little like, or like the AC's down. You don't have a fucking fever. Like go to, go to work. Like stop. I don't know which one's worse. Honestly, that is, that's, that is yes. The, the person who constantly talks about like, I have, a, I had one small drip out of my yes. nose today. I don't know what's going like. I don't, that's a, yeah. They you're talk fine. themselves into being sick. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 That's what's funny. My wife and I are kind of like polar opposites. Is I to a fault, uh, like I'm not sick. I'm not sick. And then I'm dying. Yeah. And, and I probably infected like 10 people. And then, you know, my wife is, is a little more, I wouldn't say she is a hypochondriac, but she's way more conscious of like, oh, I'm not, I've got something happening. I don't know. I got a sore throat. I, get it. I, I totally get it. There but might be, like, maybe we had the fan on last night. It's really dry. It's wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. It's wintertime. You got the fan on. That's why you woke up and your throat's a little scratchy. It's okay. Yeah. But, you know, look, I got to, I got to admit my faults too. Anyway, that's what the Kraken are going through right now. <laughs> So this losing streak does bother me a little bit, by the way. And okay. I, and I understand where the team is at health wise, you know, uh, I mean, Maddie, I are not good by the way, grew, which we don't, won't really talk about getting moved to uh, LTIR doesn't impact his timeline coming back with the team. When they put him on that, he was already out more than 24 days. Um, this is just a way to do some cap circumvention, which by the way, love it. You and I have talked about this before. Yeah. It's the thing that like Vegas specifically, or I mean, every team in the NHL Tampa Bay. is known. For, Tampa Bay started definitely. it. They started it. They're known for this. And fans, when it's not your team, you fucking hate it. But when it is your team, you applaud Ronnie Francis 
for being smart and opening up some cap space to be able to help the team moving forward. So I'm just saying when it's your team doing it, it's completely okay. So anyways, that doesn't impact Gru coming back. It's all good. But I had a lot of questions about, am I going to take my hand off the panic button or anything like that? No, because I am still waiting for the Kraken to prove me wrong. And by that, I mean, they have to make the playoffs because I said that this is not a playoff team. And I want to be proven wrong, Jeff. I want to be wrong on this. The Kraken have a long season, but them winning even nine games in a row put them on the outside looking. Like if this were like March Madness, they'd be one of those teams on the outside of the bubble looking in. Yeah. Oh, they were so close. But they need they need to figure some things out. I think the break is going to help them out a lot. They're not yep. they're not doing good right now. They've lost four in a row. Um, but you Currently. know, overall, I think this is a this is a really good team. I'm excited for the team, not bringing the vibes down. I just need to be proven wrong. And for that to happen, they have to make playoffs. Here's the here's the current status, and I love that you're absolutely right. And you know what it is is they just they've just hooked us, Joey. They've hooked us to be like really into the last couple of months of the season because like it's a cliffhanger. Like, ooh, the Kraken have shown us glimpses of being good, and they've shown us glimpses of not being good. And yes, they've shown us glimpses of being like oh, they could have won the last four games in some of them. But anyway, here's where we're standing right now is in the wild card ranking. Uh, we are sitting at 47 points. We are uh, four points out of a playoff spot right now. Uh, the Preds, they've got four. Actually, they've, they've caught up to us. They've got 47 games played. We've got 46. So, like, we're right there. The thing I don't like, obviously, in a losing streak helps this, is that goal differential, which I've talked about a lot, is back down to negative 10. Last pod, it was at zero. Um, so, basically, the Kraken are sitting here uh, with just over, you know, just under half of the games left. And it's a cliffhanger, dude. Like, what's going to happen? What are we going to get? You yeah. know, they, they need this break. What's after the all-star break? It's it's do or die. So we're mm-hmm. we're going to be watching till the very end. I predict I think that this literally will come down to like one or two of the final games of the season. Like we have to it, like playoffs will start for us in, you know, mid-April. Yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. Sylvester, uh, Sylvester Stallone, cliffhanger. That's what's going on right now yep. uh, with the Seattle Kraken. If we're going back and look, looking at the schedule, I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on these games because they're all losses, and that's fucking depressing to talk about. But <laughs> let's go back into uh, what last Tuesday, uh, Kraken versus uh, at the Garden, New York Rangers. And this is what I was talking about, man. I didn't like the way – and it, let me let me preface this by saying – I don't know if the Kraken win this game, if the goalie situation was handled the way that I was publicly talking about. The Kraken end up losing that game five to two. Um, and it just it started off and the vibes were kind of making me nervous. Like Schultze, his delay of game penalty where he flips the puck over the glass, mm-hmm. gives the Rangers the power play. They end up scoring on it. Uh, fortunately, Eberly ties the game one one. But it's one of those things early on that I have to say. With the Rangers, like first in the Metro, one of the best teams in the NHL, we're playing on the road on a back-to-back at the at the end of what, like a two-week-long uh, road trip here. You can't give these guys a, a way to beat you. You just can't. Because if you do, they are going to take advantage, and they're going to beat you. And it's one of those things where uh, even when the game was tied 1-1, 28 seconds later, we give the goal to Gustafsson. And I even made a note. I was like, cracking shit. Here we go again, where it's like, I don't miss the days where we couldn't even get out a tweet or a post or anything about a cracking goal because moments later, the opposing team has already made sure 
but they've either equalized it or gone up one or whatever. So uh, the next thing you know, there's a tipping by Wheeler, cracking her down 3-1. Father Canner scores, which is great. Um, but the, anyways, long story short, the Kraken end up losing this game 5-2. On a side note, uh, Capo Caco, uh, that was his first game back uh, from injury, and he scored a goal. So again, it's one of those things that you and I have talked about where it's like the Kraken are catching these teams at like these weird moments where like things are kind of, kind of coming together against them. Um, and all, also like Igor was an absolute beast, and he hasn't been – you know, that way 100% throughout the season. But he had 29 saves uh, uh, on on this game specifically. And there is a, a quote from Blake Wheeler, who scored one of the goals in the game that I thought was interesting. And this is what he said pregame on their strategy versus the Kraken. He said, going to this game, we were harping that we couldn't give them odd man chances because they have a lot of speed and they make you pay on those. Fortunately for us, our goaltender is world class and he made a couple of big saves. Like, they knew exactly how to handle the Kraken. Igor was on his shit and the Kraken basically just kind of get beat down the guard and they end up losing the game. Yeah, it was disappointing. And I guess you could see the writing on the wall, you know, after, and I agree with you. I know I've I've tweeted some bullshit, um, but I I agree with what you put out there is yeah. Kind of a fumble on, on the goaltending there. And I thought, you know, okay, cool. Like we're sacrificing ourselves against the Rangers to go and beat Edmonton and Edmonton hottest team in the league. Let's take them down. That did not happen. Nope. Nope. It did not. So moving on two nights later, this is the game that we were talking about. I actually was able to hop on and do some radio uh, in Edmonton. Which that was, was awesome. That was interesting. I mean, I, I was like in my head laughing. I'm like, how do I go from not watching hockey to watching hockey for three years to doing like radio hits in Edmonton? But anyways, that was a lot of fun. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> that is awesome. Good for yeah. you. Look yeah, at it was that. a lot of fun. So yeah, hopped on, talked about that the night prior. And um, they were like, how do you feel about the game? And I said, I don't feel good because if Vince Dunn's out, the Kraken are going to lose. Well, Vince Dunn was out. The Kraken ended up losing 4-2. But there are some things about this game that I think we actually do need to specifically talk about. So early on, McDavid, McJesus, has a really big turnover. The Kraken go on a breakaway. Golvin in scores. Kraken go up one nothing. Not that much longer afterward, Father Canner, he scores 18th of the season. He leads the team. It's fourth goal in four games. Canner's fucking hot. Kraken are up 2 nothing. Most dangerous lead in hockey, yada, yada, yada. So... You're looking at this game and you're like, oh shit, the Kraken are coming out hot. We're up to nothing. Like Edmonton is on this, you know, 11 game winning streak. Are we going to be able to be the ones to end that? Basically, long story short, Edmonton scores four unanswered goals to take the game. Warren Fogle, he, score, uh, he scores twice. Drysidle has a goal and uh, three assists. They extend their winning streak to 12 games. Um, in those 12 games, they have come from behind to win eight times, Jeff. I don't know if you knew that. No. They also extended their consecutive games, allowing two or fewer goals to 10, which also is a franchise record for them. So basically, Edmonton is just firing on all cylinders. Now, mm. the thing that really stuck out for me is, and I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this, Yanni Gord, towards the end of the game, it's a one-goal game, and the Kraken are looking like, okay, the Kraken are down 3-2, there's a possibility that we can make something happen here to pull out a win. And he basically gets a five minute major for charging, which was the right call. Um, you know, he leaves his skates to, to, you know, hit somebody high up, up against the glass. It's clearly, you know, it's clearly a major penalty. They have to call it. Now he ends up getting a two game suspension. 
It was at the worst possible time in the game. Like, it's just something that he cannot do. He's clearly frustrated. He's pissed off. The Kraken have lost a couple games in a row. Long road trip, the whole deal. There's a quote afterwards, though, and I caught this in the game as well. But there's a quote afterwards from Dave Haxel, and I've never been more pro-hack until I saw this quote because he said what a lot of us were thinking, but head coaches rarely say, and I liked him standing up for his guy in Yanni Gordon. Here's a quote from Hack. He said, there's a little bit of a part of it from the frustration part of it. The play that I'm talking about is the face-off play where there's a couple of cross checks. We've got a guy who's five foot, who, who's five foot 10, who takes two cross checks from a star player. I get it, but that's a penalty. So we should have been on the power play in a one goal hockey game. I want to get your take on that. So I love hat calling this out. It's what I saw in the moment in the game and what people were talking about. And I now have a better understanding of why people say that McJesus is always complaining to the rest, but pulling shady shit often. If you watch, if you watch the game or go back to that part in it, he is cross-checking the shit out of Yanni Gord twice. It's blatant. It's right there. It's in front of the refs. It doesn't get called. Again, he's McJesus. Yanni gets frustrated. He clearly wants to like drop the mitts with him. McDavid's refusing. He's like, I'm not doing that. They keep playing. Yanni takes out the frustration elsewhere and then commits the mistake of, you know, leaving his skates and committing the charging. The cracking goal, you know, the cracking get a major. They end up scoring the whole deal, but the game completely shifts. I want to just get your your take on that. And is this also a thing the league has done for a while where they where they protect their star players? So it kind of is what it is. He said it. I'll just, this is what I'll say. Is remember the last game we played against Edmonton when Evander Kane had a hat trick? And oh, the, the cross check by Drysidle on the face off that let them wide open for the game winner. Yeah, yeah. yeah Leon Drysidle <laughs> cross checked. I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was Yanni. It might have been Yanni. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, he cross-checked him, then laid down on top of him for like a half a second, delaying yes. him just enough. And he yes. knew exactly where he was going. It was a set play. A set, and I honestly think a set asshole play. And he went and helped set up the Evander Kane. It was either the game winner or the game tire. Anyway, yeah, no, dude, you nailed it. It's exactly right. Is It's a bunch of bullshit. It's You've got the Seattle... Nobody, nobody thinks or cares about the Seattle Kraken except for us. And by yes. us, I mean... The Kraken Pod fam and not Seattle Kraken fans, not just me and you. Okay, no, and we we don't have <laughs> look. We don't have a star player. We don't have and and what I'm seeing and I love what you said there about Dave Haxtell standing up for Yanni is it is a us against them mentality, and they've started to get pissed off. They're they're tired of I think being under um, underrated and getting shit. And when you play against star players, you get shit like this and especially with the the Oilers like this if the Oilers win the Stanley Cup the 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 NHL will be so happy and so excited um and be good for the league all that sort of stuff so long story short is i love what you said you're exactly right hack is standing up for his guys getting a little more vocal the guys on the ice which you know who would have expected that actually at least he's saying things that are um you know, have emotion behind them. You've got guys on the ice like Yanni Gord, Vince Dunn, standing up for themselves, standing up for others. So 
It's the us against them mentality. I love it. And it is absolutely true and absolute bullshit is the star players get protected. The star players bitch and whine and complain and they get their way. And then that's just what happens. And that's what we're up against. So, mm. you know, when, when, the, when, and by the way, Oilers still going strong, 13 game yes. winning streak. Yes. And I'm, I'm ready for them to lose and I'm ready for them to choke in the playoffs again. Yes. So. We shall see. Anyway, no. I'm, now, I'm other other leagues me. are notorious for doing this. For example, the NBA, um, the refs will clearly protect star players, which is kind of just how it goes in general. I mean, that's where, you know, that's where they make their monies off the star players. Is the NHL also known for doing that? Again, I've been watching hockey for three years. I don't really know, like, the history of it. Is this something that's been going on for a long time and we just kind of have to accept it? So Edmonton basically is going to get a lot of, like, whistle swallowing compared to other teams that don't have the star power that they do. It's the human element too. It's all the things is like, you know, look at the refs in the NBA is how look what, if you watch a game, how many, how many travels actually get called? How many, like, unless you're taking 10 steps for the most part. Yeah. Two, three, like three, four steps. Sure. No problem. No big deal. Yeah. You know, it's just all about like making sure that the game doesn't get out of hand, taking care of those star players, uh, letting the guys play, you know, you're tr- you're really trying to put an entertaining product on the ice. If you guys, if, if any sport had refs that were super militant, calling every single thing, nobody would watch these games. So yes, you know, and then adds that adds drama to it too. So it's all part of the mix. Like look at football. Look at all the playoff football stuff that's been going on. Like oh my God, can't wait to talk about that in three stars. Uh huh. So anyway, long story short <laughs> is no total total star treatment. Sidney Crosby last week, same thing. Star treatments. I don't like them. McDavid's the most talented, fastest dude on the planet, but he also, too, is super smart, and he knows who he is. He's not stupid. He's the best player in hockey, um, and he's going to get his way if he asks for it. So, yeah, you know, and then here we go. Sunday versus the Maple Leafs, you've got, you know, uh, more superstars coming in. And the only thing I don't like about this game and losing this game is that, of course, you know, we are the slump buster for teams like the Leafs who've been sucking. They suck. They're not a good team. I mean, they're, they've got superstars, but they're just, they're a mess right now. And I do, of course, we had so many guys out between injuries and suspension and sickness. It was really kind of served up on a platter to them. Yeah. Still sucks though. Yeah, no, it still sucks, but I think just having awareness, right? And just being like, it is what it is. It's the human element of the game. And it's just something that we have to accept. Now, with that being said, it's also incredibly fucking infuriating because there's already two prime examples that we have just given of this happening to the Seattle Kraken, specifically with the Edmonton Oilers and those things impact, excuse me, and those things impacting the outcome of a game. Um, But I don't know. One day we'll have a star player and this will flip and then other teams can complain about us and we will not care because it'll be our guy. So we can just, we can all just move forward by speaking of Sydney, his goal last night um, against Arizona was ridiculous. Moving on um, Sunday uh, against the Maple Leafs, the crack and lose again, three, two, one. This might be my favorite goal of the entire season. Jeff, I'm not sure if you had a chance to see it, but the Austin Matthews goal, to open things up. Not only was it his, uh, his 38th goal of the season, which leads the entire league, but it's also a goal that he had to redirect to himself from between the legs. And then he had about a two inch window where Decord was closing the gap from basically end of net with his skate. And 
Austin Matthews had to shoot the puck and then it had to flip over on its side to go through this little window. And again, about two inches and it ends up going through. It's completely seamless. And I'm watching this. I'm like, holy shit, Austin with an eye. This guy's absolutely unbelievable. But anyways, uh, the crack ended up losing three, one, the Leafs at this point, also they needed the win. They had lost five out of six, including Vancouver the other night. Uh, Samsonova was in net. I mean, he's been, he's a star goalie historically, but on it this season has not really been all there for them. His last win was December 9th when they played Nashville, uh, in five appearances before the Kraken he had given up 24 goals in five games with an, uh, 81% save percentage. Uh, Eberle gets the lone score for the Seattle Kraken. This game was chippy early. There was a hit. Uh, there was a cross check from Connor Timmons on turbo early in the game. Lots of fighting. Gordo doesn't play because of the suspension. Dundertaker is still out with the illness. Maddie is on IR. The team has just beat the hell up, and Toronto took advantage, and they got the win. You know, the only thing I like is Austin Matthews is an American hockey player, and uh, that's that's that goal was sick. I did see it. Um, and that's why I'm not bummed about this losing streak, because just so much has happened. And if we were full steam, all of our players are cranking, and we couldn't get shit done, and we lost all these games, I'd be really worried but you know yeah. with with everything going on and the and, and the looming um break i'm okay with it and and looking ahead too like look look whether sickness suspension or not we, we have a stretch at home that we have teams coming in that are basically it's winnable yes right so the, the next couple of games really chicago they just got shut out by vancouver last night vancouver's just sick you know, St. Louis is mid. Columbus is m- mid to low. They, mm-hmm. they could they could win. They could they could win. And we know San Jose, right? So this these are games coming up that we could totally pull off. Yes. So I think we need to. I think it'd be awesome. We got to We got to get. We do have to get some wins. Um. You know, statistically, mathematically, we got to start winning again. So I hope that happens. I hope guys are healing up. And I hope they get that rest during the all-star break as well. So I think, man, and I don't want to make any bold predictions here, but the Kraken legitimately have a chance to win their next four game and right this ship and really go into the all-star break really hot. So they've had two days between their past two games, which has been nice. Again, we're recording this. It's Tuesday, the 23rd. The Kraken, again, do not play tonight. They play on Wednesday. Uh, That game is at home versus Chicago. After that, Friday, St. Louis, Sunday, Columbus. All those games are at home. And then Tuesday at San Jose, the worst team in the league. So, I mean, they could not ask for a more favorable schedule to be hot going into the All-Star break. I'm kind of thinking this. I mean, I'll I'll do a hot take and I'll be dramatic. Is The season, to me, comes down to can you beat Chicago? Can you beat Chicago? Chicago's down to for you. <laughs> they, they, uh, you know, they've been getting some good goaltending lately. Morazic's pretty solid, you know. So they're they're a decent team. You know, get a being, Ryan Donato tribute video. Is this his first trip back? I uh, I want to say it is. Oh man, because I, I mean we've tributes. played them, but that was at the United Center. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, yeah, maybe, we're getting that for sure. Which, Stella? yeah. Love him. I mean, can, love of, him. can of Clamato Donato, as you called him. <laughs> they, I would ex- fully expect that to be in that video. Absolutely. Should totally be in that video. 
Yeah, I agree. So I they got to be. You got to beat Chicago. You have to. Um, the, 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 the we're primed. I, I think again, like I said a few minutes ago, I think we squeak into the playoffs because of a, a last game, the last couple of games around the league, or you know, the division, the conference, and then us. Yes, I think it'll be an exciting. It'll be exciting for us, no matter what. So that'll be cool. Um. I agree. I also think Ron Francis has a move or two up his sleeve, and I'm not being Miss Cleo over here with the predictions, but when you yeah. when you put Grubauer on LTIR, when you see how much it helped the Kraken, right, to swap the fifth rounder with Colorado uh, for Tomas Tatar and how yeah. big that was, the nine-game win streak kind of fell apart because everyone got either sick or injured. It's like the, the Kraken are not a team that should be selling at the deadline, we are a team that should be making some moves in order to make playoffs at the deadline. You know, for the the entire existence of the Seattle Kraken, I've, I I love big moves. I love that stuff, right? You know, I grew up in Detroit where that's just they do that. So like I'm that's that's my that's that's the way I am, that's the way I'm going to be. And I think it actually happens this year. Not anything crazy, but I think something happens and I I'm ex- I'm here for it. I think it's time. You you know, we're getting decimated by different things and I think you got to you got to make a move. I think Ronnie is is brewing something up. I think he's going to do something and I'm excited about that. So, yep. I agree. Um, NHL news, the Bruins are heating up again. Totally sucks. Uh Vancouver is super hot. Vegas is starting to kind of tail off a little bit. And then the other biggest thing was Corey Perry, if you remember Corey Perry, uh, basically kicked off the Blackhawks like two months ago because of alleged things going on with Connor Bedard's mom. Yes. But there, the other story was that he got really ripped up, like drunk at, uh, this is a rumored story, allegedly got drunk at a huge party where there were sponsors and he just made a fool of himself, allegedly in front of all those folks. So nice. the Blackhawks basically like, kicked him off the team they already the old- have kane what's going on over there yeah <laughs> island of misfit toys in edmonton huh? yeah but evander kane's kind of like you know he uh he turned things around oh there was a game like last week where apparently his uh ex uh was at the glass like his ex-wife was at, at the glass and banging on the glass or something like that and um he was like you i have a restraining order against you get out of the building <laughs> so oh, jesus uh-huh so anyway yeah so Corey perry signs there um, and basically Ken Holland said that, like, I really wanted him before we went to Dallas years ago and I, we have him here. And, uh, basically Corey Perry said from where I was two months ago to where I am today, I think it's been a world of difference. The help I've gotten and where I've come from on the hockey side, I'm excited to be here. Passionate fan base. He basically said, I really had a chance to reflect and get the help and take full responsibility for what happened in Chicago and try to, to better myself. Those are the things I've been working on. It's been a long time to get back to this spot, to be back on the ice with players in the NHL. I think my family, my friends, and the support I've gotten, support from my counselors, and just trying to be better and better myself each and every day. So good for him. Um, I, I hope that it, obviously the NHL giving him, you know, bring him back into the league says a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I hope he doesn't do that well, but I hope personally he, he, he does well. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, I do too. I don't, it's it's hard, right? Because you see these statements come out often. I mean, there's always going to be a PR move behind a player, you know, trying to get back in the good graces of a league because, you know, he wants to play. Understandably so. It did come across as heartfelt. We don't know. All I know is that Edmonton saw that situation and they did enough due diligence to decide, yeah, we're going to bring him onto the team. He's going to be able to help out the squad. It, it is what it is. So. Well, all eyes were already on the Oilers, and now 
here more eyes are on him now. So we'll see what happens with Corey Perry. Uh, you know, as a human, hopefully he he does well. So yeah, um exactly. as a human that gambles, not doing that great, not doing that great with DraftKings. <laughs> I still love it. I love DraftKings Sportsbook. You can totally bet on NHL games right now. Download the app, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for just betting $5 on hockey. Code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net and then see our show notes for details. Um, still pretty good odds there on those coaches uh, uh, bets, the Jack Adams awards and the awards. I love those 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 award bets. So go check that out. And then Raycon. Raycon is all about these few things, right? They make an awesome audio. Earbuds, Bluetooth speakers. You want to listen to things. You want to have awesome audio and you don't want to spend an arm and a leg and you want awesome tech that allows you to listen to whatever you want to listen to, wherever you go. Uh, and you've got an awesome return policy. They back it up to make sure that everything it works for the entirety of it. The battery life's awesome. You need to check out Raycon wireless earbuds and you should at least go look, go look, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today Get 15% off your Raycon order. Buy Raycon.com slash THPN and score 15% off. So buy, like buy it. Buy Raycon.com slash THPN and get yourself some uh, awesome audio. Notum questions. Very specific Notum question today from Darby O'Hare. What is this question, Joey? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. I love this. Uh, Darby O'Hare, shout out to Darby. Uh, that was via Instagram. By the way, please, by all means, if you're listening to this podcast, follow us across socials. You can find us at Pod everywhere. Twitter, X, whatever. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the whole deal. And also please subscribe to the YouTube, which is also at Pod. Anyways, great. And this is a two-parter. And I had to include both in here because I really enjoyed both questions. One, I think we've actually addressed before but it never hurts to revisit. And also the second one, which I've never seen before and went down a rabbit hole last night, shocking to no one. The questions were, what is the deal with the team that throws seafood on the ice? Which I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. And also, is it true that the away bench is lower? And so let me go into the team that throws seafood on the ice first, Jeff, you know, this better than anyone. But our, your Detroit Red Wings were the first team to do this. It started back in 1952 because at that time, the way that the playoffs were set up and how many teams were in the league, it only took eight wins for a t- once in the playoffs for a team to win the Stanley Cup. So it was thrown on the ice as a, as a way to do good luck. Do I have that right? As a born and raised Detroiter, I approve your description. Uh, you. the, the only other thing is that there was a, a guy who owned a seafood market and he, he came up with the idea and he got brought the octopus in and he threw that on the ice. So also too, yes. um, there, the Red Wings mascot is Al the octopus and uh, named after Al Zapatka, who used to be the ice manager uh, at the Joe Louis arena and little Caesars arena. And uh, he's the guy that uh, famously would pick up the, 
uh, octopus for like 20 something years and he would walk off the ice and he would swing it around like crazy flinging bits of octopus everywhere <laughs> which is true dude imagine just getting hit with some octopi shrapnel just oh. a chunk of octopus to the dome yeah there was like bits and pieces like there were complaints in the past players being like there's there's a frozen tentacle over here like what the hell oh my god yeah that's absolutely incredible so yep. but who's gonna throw is there it will a kraken fan smuggle in a salmon I, man, I don't know. I, I thought about this actually last night and I was wondering. We already yeet this, foam fish, right? We already yeet the fish. Um, I don't know. And it's really interesting because that actually kind of leads into how the Nashville Predators and uh, there's actually a podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. That's the network that we are on called Catfish on Ice that is appropriately, appropriately named because the National Predators have fans that throw catfish on the ice prior to the games. Now, this started in 2003, and I couldn't specifically find a reason for this tradition being in Nashville, but one blog, website, whatever that I was reading alluded to the fact that the National Predators, that organization started in 1998, and a lot of Midwesterners had actually relocated to Nashville because they just, you know, change of scenery, better weather, whatever, the whole deal at that time. Nashville wasn't like the bubble wasn't going to pop yet, all that shit. And as a result of it, because they were also Detroit Red Wings fans, they wanted to start their own tradition on the ice, and that's how the catfish started. Now, I cannot confirm or deny that. I thought it was super interesting, but it did start in 2003. Now, moving on to this uh, question about the away benches being lower. This is fucking interesting because... I could not find anything specific on it in the NHL. It was just like like message boards and whatnot. But I do know that the average height for a bench in the NHL is between three to four feet. And again, I couldn't find anything specifically like from a, an actual source saying there's a disparity between the home and the away benches. However, and I think, Jeff, you're going to love this because it involves social media and you're going to end up going on TikTok and hopefully don't go down a rabbit hole yourself. Every day. I, I Dude. I found a TikTok where there was a guy and I actually ended up doing like some sleuthing and found out that he was actually in Europe at the Belfast Giants barn. So again, keeping the context, Europe, uh, Belfast Giants, where he walked over to the home bench and walked over to the away bench. And there was a major difference where the away bench was shorter. And he was saying that this has been designed purposefully because with it being shorter players legs are more bunched up so they have a harder time recovering when they're sitting on the bench would get which gives the home team a little bit more of an advantage when they actually hit the ice and there's also him talking about how some barns are designed to where more lights are flashing or shining in the direction of the away bench to really mess with those players. Now, I thought that was really interesting in this video that I saw, and I did some reading on it, that apparently this is not the only barn like in Europe to use some of these tactics to mess with the away team, but also like uh, some junior level teams over there and some collegiate teams operate this way as well. I couldn't find anything specifically on the NHL doing this, but I did find a lot of message boards talking about how some NHL teams have the away bench set at a different height than home. But I couldn't find anything specific on it, so I do not know. 
I would like to think that the NHL has, um, I don't know, like measures in place, literally and figuratively, where you can only go, right? I mean, like you have to have a certain, uh, I guess, measurement, right, for for the bench and for the arena uh, in general. But I don't know, man. I thought this was fascinating. I did not know that this is actually a thing um, in Europe and across, you know, junior leagues and some collegiate leagues. But it, it is a, a very fascinating subject. And lo and behold, there's actually like a whole corner of TikTok that addresses this shit and is obsessed with finding out uh, which barns kind of operate this way. Yeah. You know, I got to watch this TikTok. I, I assume like if Please we went do. in and, and like got the measuring tape out and, you know, if we ever get the climate pledge, I wonder if there's things like that. I mean, do is there, is there, are there things that old barns were set up with to screw with the other team? Absolutely. So, that's really interesting. That's a great question. I really want to know, you know, where did Darby get that question? Did Darby see that TikTok? Like how I've never really heard that. So like where did that come from? That's my that's my question. It's a great that's a great I don't know. Question. Also, apparently, uh Union and this is one example, Union College, which is located in New York, mm-hmm. uh their barn allegedly is set up uh to where the away bench sits lower than the home in order to give the home team more of an advantage because they can stretch out their legs just a little bit more and be a little bit more fresh when they hit the ice. Man, I love it. It's, it's people playing chess and not checkers. Right? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Great question, Darby. If you've got a no dumb question, remember, we don't judge. We, we're idiots. So other podcasts might judge you and go, what you're going to ask that question? You're a dumbass. Delete. And they can delete you from listening to their podcast. It's true. The tech is there. Uh, we will not because we're here to answer your questions. So why Google it when you can just answer, ask us. So we're here. So send in, you know, DM us across social media, your no dumb question. And we'll ask it in this segment called no dumb questions. Uh, Three stars of the week. This is where Joey and I rank things in our life that have been awesome. Maybe not. And we give it to you in three stars of the week. So Joey, uh, I believe Mm -hmm. you went, I went first last week. Okay. I can go first this week. You go Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. My third star of the week, which is, I mean, for this to be the third star, I'm just saying it was a little bit of a week here, Jeff. Uh, David Fincher, uh, the very, very famous director, has agreed to Netflix to extend his contract with them by three years. Now, as someone who is a movie and TV dork, this is a huge fucking deal because Fincher is the creative genius mastermind behind house of cards mind hunter shows like that mind hunter to me is the best show i don't want to know if that if netflix has ever had but it's it's top three for me and it was canceled after two seasons and the reasons for that being was they said one it was too expensive and if they wanted to continue operating on that budget that they would need some quote-unquote more pop to the show. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of. This is a, a classic example of like executives sticking their noses where it doesn't belong and inter- and interrupting a creative's work. Mindhunter was a literal perfect TV show. Millions of people across the world love it and have been like petitioning for it to please, for the love of God, make its return. I do not know if this three-year extension will allow him to do it, but just giving him three more years at Netflix allows David Fincher to create more uh, television for them, which I am very, very, very excited for. So that's my third star of the week. Uh, streamingdork.com is available. Yes. If you want to start giving hot takes on streaming. Going to buy it now. 
Mm-hmm. Good idea. Okay. Uh, my third star is King Cake. This we've talked, we talk about Mardi Gras quite a bit. King Cake is traditionally eaten during carnival season. Uh, basically January 6th through, cause you know, January 6th in Louisiana, uh, and Mardi Gras is famous for other things besides insurrections. Um, and Mardi Gras day, King Cake's delicious. It, people compare it to a giant cinnamon roll, but it's so much deeper, more complex than that. And, um, I'm on a tear. I've had King Cake like daily since January 6th and I'm running a lot to offset that, which is great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but I did stand in line for Manny Randazzo King Cake the other day. Yeah. Um, and I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to have to buy everybody king cakes. What are you talking about? I saw all, all your posts on social. I knew exactly where you were in line. Get, but you don't know when I posted that. Oh, you, you <laughs> son of a... Uh, but I'm going to go back. And that, I'm going to go back and I'm going to put the call out to certain people like yourself. So if you want a Manny Randazzo king cake, like it's just hands down the best in my opinion. I'm not looking for your opinion right now, Joey. Do not give me your opinion. I don't want it. I'm not giving you my opinion on the king cake specifically, but I will say, and this is something that I have just started to notice that I think will be beneficial for the people listening, the Kraken Pod fam to this podcast right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will say that I have started to notice that there's been a lot of talk around how king cakes have turned into like this highly sought after, overly priced commodity and that local Louisianans are like, this is fucking bullshit. I've never once in my life have ever had to wait in line at, you know, 7 a.m., an hour and a half to get a king cake. It's never been like this before. We've all been priced out. People are doing it for social media, and I'm over it. Um, there's a popular account that you and I love. Shout out to Snow Like John, where he is like, I haven't had king cake in a couple of years because of this. Now, do you think that this is that there is some uh there is some truth behind that like i i honestly i don't i don't go and wait in line for king if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't but i do see all the posts about the lines and all that shit i do see some places can be a little bit pricey but how do you feel about it i'll admit it yeah i like it i i like that i i do enjoy that like a little bit of attention a little bit yeah. of excitement you know, people are standing in lines, freezing, a little bit of suffering to bring home this king cake. But like, it's also too, like, it is literally our favorite. Manny Randezzo is our favorite. It's our favorite king cake. It's just, so it's worth it to me. Um, I think that's a little extreme. I love, I, I love John. I love, uh, I love him, man. I, I love what he's doing, right? Um, Devin, but yeah. Devin, sorry. Um, he, yeah, there you go. Um, I'm a little torn up on this. I think that... There's a million shitty king cakes out there that are easy to get. It's it's the popular ones that are good that people like. That's and that's simply put. It's like yeah. I can go I can go right now to like five places and I can have literal tons of king cakes out there. So to say like oh yeah I can't you know you can't, I haven't eaten king cake. Well that's just because you haven't eaten like the really good king cakes that everybody wants because there's three or four of them that are like super hard to get because they sell out. Yeah, like my favorite. Uh... Dong Fung, if you do not put an order in early and plan logistically to either pick it up or have it shipped to you, you're not getting your hands on one. It's my personal favorite. I just think their cream cheese is the best. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. Both the topping and the filling. Mm -hmm. Um, But you do not simply like drive to Dong Fung and be like, I will take one king cake, please. They will laugh at you and say, did you put an order in? What the hell are you doing here? And for me, that's like a 30 to 40 minute drive. So Yep. It's one of those things where it's like, 
for, for the really good ones, you do have to plan in advance. Now, I've only been living here for nine years, so I don't know what it was like prior because I've never, you know, I mean, I, I didn't grow up as a kid with all that stuff. So everyone's perspective is different. I just want to get your opinion on it. So that was it. Um, Pro tip is a uh, uh, grocery store king cakes are good, cheaper. And if you go, you get I them. I disagree with the good part. I, I have a specific King Cats grocery. That's fucking trash. Get it off. You no, know, there are. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, but get them, like, go to the bakery and ask for the one they're making right at that moment. Like, can I have that one? And like, that's a good hack because it's, do, it's, look, it's, if you just need King Cakes to, like, fill a void, that's, it's a solid, solid move right there. Yeah. Anyway, what, um, I agree. What's your second star? My second star of the week is Jason Kelsey. Shout out to Jason Kelsey, who absolutely somehow stole the show over, the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Buffalo Bills. No, you mean over over, no, no. over Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift first. Then sorry, sorry, it's Taylor Swift, NFL, mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey. But he reversed it. He went from the person that no one's paying attention to to shirtless, hopping down from the suite with fans, pounding beers, just being a beast of a dude. And it's impossible not to love him. And, and honestly, what I really like it's a very heartwarming moment. There was a, a a girl, a little girl in the stands with like a, oh, I love you, Taylor, sign at a fucking NFL game, which whatever, that's the landscape that we're in now. I have accepted it. And Kelsey hopped down there, was chugging beers with fans. When he picks up that girl and someone's recording it, and you can hear him say, I'm going to turn you around so I can show this to Taylor, so we can show you to Taylor. That made that entire girl's life. Like that moment for that little kid, will be a moment that her and her family never forget. So it's heartwarming. I love it. You know, it adds to the game. And I also have a conspiracy theory that old that will tie in here really quickly. I am booking the Kansas City Chiefs to beat Baltimore, even though I think Baltimore is a better team. I think Kansas City Chiefs go to the Super Bowl because I think the NFL wants the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, not only for Patrick Mahomes, but for Travis and Jason Kelsey. And also, mostly, they want Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. They want her there. They want her in the suite. They want all the Swifties tuning in to the Super Bowl to watch all of the reaction shots, all of the candid shots of her screaming, fuck yeah, and drinking and whatever she's doing, because that will make this one of, if not the most highly watched Super Bowls of all time. Before I go to, we're going to go to the number one star next. It's the okay. same for both of us, but I'm going to, I'm going to play into this theory. Love that theory. Thank you. I also too, I honestly, I can't fault Taylor Swift for doing what she does. And I, I I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because I think she, she's, she just knows that attention just makes her more money and she's getting it and it's it works and it's awesome and and i think good for her you know i actually enjoy her music and i think good for her she's doing her thing she's always been that way you know so but here's here's what i'm hoping and i really don't like i don't it wish her ill like a lot of like dude sports fans are like Aah! you know like i don't i really don't mind it but here's what i would love to see uh-huh. now Number one star, you wrote this down. Appreciate you, bro. My first star, your first star is the Detroit Lions. Now, yes, can't look past the 49ers. Jesus, they're a great team. Yeah, no, God, no. This is not a this is not a give me. <laughs> yes. In San Francisco, it's gonna, you know, who knows what the weather's gonna be out there. The Lions play the worst stadium in the in the in the free Yep. It's cold, shitty, windy. It's just gonna it might suck. Anyway, you know, so look, I, it's gonna be tough. If the if the Lions 
can beat the 49ers and go to the Super Bowl, and I think you're exactly right, the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I would really enjoy seeing all of those people that we just talked about crying and weeping and mad and sad because the Detroit Lions just... And everybody on the planet will be rooting for the Lions, except for those in the general Kansas City area and those bandwagon fans who jumped on. And now, look, Kansas City's awesome. Patrick Mahomes is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to have ever, ever exist. Already. He's like, what, 26 years old? It's ridiculous yep. that Tom Brady retires. Yep. Everyone's like, he won't be touchable. And yep. Patrick Mahomes is like, hold my beer. I have 15 years of this in me. Travis Kelsey, sick. Just like it's a sick, awesome team. It's not, it's like, you know, so, but if the Lions, if I can, if the Lion, the blue, the Honolulu blue, right? And the the silver, Ticker tape is falling from the ceiling, Super Bowl trophy, and then we see Taylor Swift crying and consoling Travis Kelsey. Like I will, I would frame that, hang it in the Louvre. Yeah, no, I agree. Also, I will say because again, I do think Kansas City is going to move on because that's my conspiracy. The NFL, the NFL wants Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. They want, they want 100%. that viewership hundred percent. I love it. I love it. If anything. Which is why I think it's going to happen. But I will say, I'm rooting for Baltimore. By the way, I want Baltimore. Oh. I want Baltimore, Detroit. That is the game that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing, knowing because I'm saying that, it's probably going to be the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not rooting for that though. Like the Lions are a fucking wagon. I said if Seattle doesn't make the Super Bowl. I'm rooting for Detroit. I've hitched my wagon to them. They're a blast. I watched that entire game. It was great to see them win again. And uh, NFC Championship game, Detroit Lions. Like, how can you not root for these guys? It's impossible. By the no. way, Jerry Goff was throwing darts. Dude. That guy looked, started off slow. He's, and he's then on a heater, man. Holy crap. Amon Ra St. Brown is the absolute most underrated football player in the entire league. He is uh, a, an amazing receiver, third best in the league. It's incredible how good that guy is. I, he dropped that. He did drop that one pass in the third quarter. Or maybe it was the fourth quarter, which was like, I can't believe he did it. He got scared about getting hit over the middle, but just one of the best great team team of destiny. I think they can do this uh-huh. anyway. Yeah. Number I one, agree. number one star Detroit lions, five o'clock this Sunday, central time. We'll be watching that and ready to go. Oh wait, by the way, with, with the crack and play on Sunday too, don't they? Uh, yes, yeah, versus they, Columbus. yes, they do. I mean, they, yep. they were playing, they were playing the other night during bills chiefs. I had, I had the Kraken mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. phone and I had mm-hmm. bills chiefs on the TV. Like, I'm sorry, Kraken, but yep. you know, you're, you're playing the Leafs right now, but, um, you know, half the team is hurt yep. and you're probably going to lose. And I got, yep. I got NFL playoffs to watch as well. So I was, I was, I was multitasking. It was not easy. All right. Kraken, turn it around. We're all right. We'll heal up. We'll limp into the all-star break and be fine and everything. And we're going to come down to the end of the season. It's going to be a, a photo finish, but they make playoffs. It's going to happen. Um, Joey, I got to run house shit, work shit to take care of. Nice. You've been crushing it with the chirp of the week. Damn. I love that Dan Campbell clip. I, I've listened I, to that five times. I, like, Jeff, I think you need to listen to this. So I'm just going to like, I don't know what Joey's going to put in there. I'm going to listen to the pod after it's uploaded and I'm going to be excited. And you should be excited too for Joey's always epic Kraken pod chirp of the week deep there's a big hit on Lilligren and McKean there's gonna yeah. drop the gloves Ted Ipsen all around it and McKean's gonna make him answer for that hit